Hello and welcome back to The Sound Podcast with me, Jake Jenkins, and my co-host, Brandon Schlottfeld. It has been quite a while since we've uh, talked to you guys. Um, Not too sure why. Things just kind of fell out of place. I moved halfway across the country. Brandon moved across the other half of the country. Um, Not not that we were in the same place to begin with, but... uh, yeah, I, I live in Philadelphia now. Brandon's back in Omaha, um, and life happened, but we're back. We decided that, you know, 2017 has brought us so much great music from so many bands, old and new, that we just want to talk about it. And uh, so for this kind of reboot episode, we'll just kind of... Uh, you know, briefly talk about some of the stuff we've been digging this year, um, what's been coming out lately. Keep it light and short as a reintroduction. And, keep it um, 1600. Yeah, keep it, you know, whatever that means. <laughs> um, you know, and just, you know, hopefully get back into the swing of things and start doing this again because uh, we had a lot of fun with it the first time. And I think it's worth, uh, t- you know, giving it another shot. What do you think, Brandon? I agree with everything you just said. All right. So without further ado, here is the sound podcast (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. Let's dive in. Jake didn't lie on the resume he sent me, but you should have just heard as our bump music is Jake's uh, new Freddie Gibbs remix. And um, hopefully you heard it on SoundCloud first. If you follow Jake on Twitter, which I hope you do. And I hope you'll listen to his remixes when he spams the link like five times a day. Six times. Actually, I think it was like three on Twitter, three on Facebook. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this right now. Impromptu. Uh, you know we don't we don't have advertisers, so here's uh, here's our first advertiser. I offer mixing and mastering services, production services. Um, hit me up about that. We can do some business. All right. See, a little free advertising. There we go. You owe me twenty dollars for that. Actually, all right. <laughs> yeah, that'll go. I get ten percent of uh, all the beats you sell for now. All right, on. that's going straight toward our SoundCloud Pro um, fund. Okay, I'm cool with that. Sell the beat tonight. <laughs> Do you want to buy it? Yeah, sure. Brandon, Brandon raps now, by the way. <laughs> uh, okay, so just to get started, um, you know, back back when we used to do this, we used to go over music news. We're not doing that anymore. I decided that that was useless, and half the time we would be like, 
So in this in t- this week's music news, this person did this thing, and be like, yeah, yep, all right. And so this person did this thing, and it was we literally didn't talk about anything. So we're not gonna do that anymore. And then what we would do, you know, we'd go over recent albums that came out that week. Well, today's Wednesday, and I'm not even sure what came out. So instead, we're just gonna go over. Um, talk a little bit about some of the albums we've been listening to for the past few weeks. Um, and then after that, we will break down each of our top five to ten of the year. I'm having a hard time narrowing mine down exactly, so mine's going to be a little scattershot. But I literally just made my list before we started recording. Yeah, I have my one and well, I have my top three, and that's it. So we'll just I'll just wing it. But yeah, um, you know, we're just we'll, I want this time to be almost entirely focused on talking about music and not, you know, news and gossip and just random stuff that's not like the actual music. Less news, more talking shit. Right. Um, even though today we're just going to be talking about albums we like. Um, so yeah, Brandy, you want to kick us off? What, 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 what are some of the albums you've been digging for the last few weeks? Um, oh, it, you know, um, it, it doesn't have to be stuff that came out in the last few weeks, but it, you know, obviously some of it will be. But if you've if you've been revisiting old things, you know, we can talk about that too. But yeah, just you know, get us going. Okay, I'm looking at my my recently played here on Spotify, so I'm just gonna list I'm just gonna list some things off. So, um, what was I doing last? Night? Apparently, I was listening to Matt Nathanson last night. Is that the um, guy? The only I've, what I know about the I know guy. Two things about Matt Nathanson. One. One of his songs was on Scrubs. Two, Taylor True. Swift stole a line from that song for All Too Well. True. That is all, that is yep. all I know about him. But that song is phenomenal. Yep. Yep. Um, so I was listening to him. I think, oh, I wanted to hear that uh, the one song he has, the Come On and Get Higher. See, that's not the song on Scrubs. The song on Scrubs yeah. is, um, oh my God, Little Victories. Yep. I think that's it, yeah. Sorry, my Scrubs knowledge, especially with the music, it's just like through the roof. Mm-hmm. What, like, scene band was on Scrubs? Say anything. And dash. And that's dashboard. it. Yep. Okay, so I've been list- I listened to Matt Nathanson for some reason. Um, um, someone I know mentioned, do you remember Glockamora from 2012? Oh, my God, dude. Do you remember that they from? so good. Yeah, that yep. era. That was an interesting... That was an interesting era. They were really good. They were one of the best. Yeah, man. 20, 2012 was an interesting year for me. It was pretty me. wacky. Um, it, was, it was really wacky. Um, damn, so that's some throwback emo shit. That's, that's what's up. I know. That's what's up. That was five years ago. Man, we're getting old as shit. I know, man. That's when we started Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Which was... That's for those for of you, Sanctuary, the diehards that have known us yeah, for so long. For those of you who don't know, we had a little publication um, where we just wrote music, me, Brandon, and a few other of our friends, until uh, two of us got poached by Absolute Punk to go write for them, and it fell apart. And, I, you know, obviously mm-hmm. I was one of the AP writers. Go me. Yep. At least I picked up your salary. In an alternative universe, this is the Sanctuary podcast. We can call it that. Hey, man, it, rebranding. I mean, the sound. Same, didn't you say someone took the sound podcast? Uh, the website. website. Yeah, I'm kind of mad. Yeah. Did you see how like they hit us up and they were like, "Hey, um, no, uh, we want this." Yeah, they were like, 
Yeah, they were like, hey, uh, we see you've been inactive. Can we buy this from you? Oh, they want to buy it? Well, well, or they wanted to like they wanted us to like turn over the the handle because they have the soundpodcast.com. So I'm gonna get in contact with them and try and uh, try and um, lowball them. Yeah, like a hundred dollars. Because we can do sanctuary, sanctuary. Ever since we started sanctuary, first of all, sanctuary has been my thing since I started our little group of friends. And, no, and that, be, so that was our publication. You. My record label is going to be Sanctuary Records. My studio is going to be Sanctuary Studios. It must, it's all going to be one big umbrella of Jake Jenkins content. <laughs> so like six months from now, this is going to be a, a Jake Jenkins podcast. You're going to replace me with, uh, with yourself, with like an AI of yourself. I already told you, if you, don't, if you didn't fix your sound, I was just going to make it a one-man show. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're already getting off topic what else besides i don't okay um Matt Nathan, nathanson <laughs> <laughs> well um i was feeling nostalgic some more i guess i was i listened to almost here remember when we saw black mamba right remember i kept asking you if they played black mamba yet and they played it like <laughs> two songs in <laughs> yeah actually it's like the sixth song on the album the fifth song i don't know but then well, you're, at, pro- you're okay. asking, I was asking it. it as a joke uh, because I thought Black Mamba was on their second album. Oh, okay. <laughs> Literally, the only <laughs> the only songs I ever liked or listened to from Almost Here were the phrase that pays "Slow Down" and "Skeptics and True Believers." That is it. Okay, what else have I been listening to? Anything, uh, um, anything new? Anything new that's come out? Uh, I listened to the New Killers album like twice. I listened to a little bit of it, and um, the Man is like the only song on it I like. And I'm pretty sure, like, I kind of hate that song, but I guess I, like like, it. I know it's supposed it's, to be. I know it's supposed to be like satirical it's, it's, and it's all ironic. that. It's very ironic. Yeah. Um, if you watch, okay, have you seen the music video? The music video really no, the music not video yet. Sells it because he, it's it, okay. it's him, it's Brandon, but he's playing um, like four different super hyper masculine characters and they all end up like um being torn down by something it's really right. funny it's really funny the way he portrays them uh i think i think the mm-hmm. music video is actually really good and that's a really good song i mean the rest of the album's not bad and just like every killer's album there's like a few songs that are really good but like the other half is like really bad um i still think to this day the two best killers albums are the desired effect Brandon's second solo album and uh <laughs> and saw du- Day and and saw, no sawdust mm. all their b-sides okay <laughs> fair enough um and then the rest is just um Rob Thomas and Matchbox 20 cuz I saw them man I'm Friday. so jealous you got to go to that but you know Matchbox 20 was the first concert I ever saw uh-huh. Who opened that show, uh, Sugar Ray and a little little band with uh, zero albums out, one one big single called Harder to Breathe. It was Maroon 5. And now Adam Levine's on The Voice. I watched The Voice the other night because I was at, I was at mm-hmm. my girlfriend's mom's house, and she just has, like, basic cable. Did you see that they named their new album after, oh, like, dude. a Meninist okay, name? Okay, not even joking. I know The Voice is a joke and, shit, and that shit is, you know, whatever, but... W- one, there's a 17 year old, 17 year old on there auditioning who did Redbone by Childish Gambino, and it was fucking, it was mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal. So go like look it up. Okay, we'll link that in the description. But every time I think of the voice, I think of the time someone did Father John Misty, and Father John Misty made fun of them. <laughs> Speaking of, so okay. what I've been listening to, what have you been listening to? I've been, I've been listening to a lot of Father John Misty because I saw him a few weeks ago. And I, it was the second time seeing him. He's one of the best live artists I've ever seen. Just 
there's a lot of reasons why he's a showman. He's hilarious, but he has the best live vocals I have ever heard in my life. He is so close to pitch perfect as he sounds on record of anyone I've ever heard. The only person who comes close is Dustin Kinzer of thrice. Like he's that good live. Um, never seen him. Go, go see him if you can. Um, so that was a really good show. Um, so I've listened to him. Um, I've listened to every single time I get, get into my car. First thing I toss on is the new circle survive record. Um, and surprisingly, I mean, Circus of Eyes is one of my favorite bands, but the last two albums, Descensus and Violet Waves, never really broke the top half of my rankings of their albums. This new album is in my top half of Circus of Eyes albums. I, I put it above Juturna. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, and then, let me go through my iTunes. Uh, the new Kalela just came out, and it's Unreal. Is that how you pronounce I that? I guess. I don't know, but... I don't but, you know. know but I always did like Kalila. Kalila, Kalila. Um, Arca produced half of it. That's why I love it. Uh, new Fortet. Been listening to that a lot. Um, the uh, Young Thug and Carnage EP is pretty good. Um, the Smoke Perp album sucks. It's like SoundCloud rap distilled into all the worst parts of SoundCloud rap. And then... The Kevin Gates mixtape that he released from behind bars is obviously extremely good. There's no such thing as a bad Kevin Gates mixtape. Gier, did he like uh, record it through the phone, like Lil Wayne? No, did? you know, you know, artists like Kevin Gates. First of all, you know, Kevin Gates before he was locked up was in the studio twelve hours a day, just doing verse after verse after verse after verse. He's he's like a, he's like Gucci Mane like that. And so, like Gucci Mane, when he gets locked up, they've got all these songs. And from behind bars, he tells his people, "This is how I want it laid out. This is how I want it, um, you know, put together." So it's not like he had nothing to do with it. Um, right. There's a new Mastodon EP. It's really good. Um, Rostam put out his first solo album, which is very, very, very good. If you like Vampire Weekend, um, <coughs> sorry, I'm like just getting over a cold. But other than that, um, other stuff is just it was like, it was like uh, like over a month ago, which I mean I guess we could get into some of it, but um, I don't know. I'm sure it'll come up in year end discussions when we do that. But yeah, that's what I've been listening to lately for the most part. Um, I know starting tomorrow, I'm going to be listening to the Menzingers a lot because I'm going to go see gotta, them like the second we're done I've, here. I've, I've missed them the last two times in Philly. I've, I've been missing a lot of shows lately because um, the difference between St. Louis and Philly and the amount of shows that come through is so insane that I miss more shows in Philly because I can't afford all the shows I go to because there's so many shows to go to. In St. Louis, I could afford to go to like almost every show because it's like once a month. In Philly, it's like four shows a week I want to go to. Right. Yep. And then I think on Monday I'm seeing a uh, little peep. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be an experience. I'm really excited for that one. Someone just announced a show. Oh, uh, Suicide Boys are coming to Philly. If you've ever heard of them, that's gonna be okay. I listened like one song. Like the worst crowd ever. They have the worst crowds, and like they aren't even that good. But I like I like their beats. Um, speaking of which, they produced. This is actually really funny. So Suicide Boys produced the entire new Juicy J mixtape. And Suicide Boys 
literally sample three six mafia like every single fucking song so it's like so it's like coming <laughs> full circle for them because like they're really good producers but like they're they're raps or whatever um they're not as good as bones it, bones is awesome he just put on a new mixtape too but yeah this is you know recent listening stuff that's usually what i've been putting on i still listen to exo tour life by Lil uzi vert like five times a day Yep, I think I've been listening to that five times a day for like four months now. Yeah, it's like maybe even longer. How long has that like been going out? To church it's since March. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's some been some others. I've been disappointed by some stuff. Like the new Wolves in the Throne Room album was really, uh, I don't know, it was just boring. It's like been been there, done that for them. Um, and what else was I let down by? Um, Oh, it's not. It's not that I was let down by it. I just haven't spent enough time with the new Godspeed album yet. It seemed interesting when I heard it. Same with uh, same with World Is. I haven't spent enough time with that, but I actually really liked my first listen to that. But yeah, I um, I haven't listened to the new Demi Lovato, but that's in my library. But yeah, you basically just named like my whole like. Um, to listen list oh. that I just made this morning yeah. too. Did you put uh, G Herbo on there? Because that's really good too. I forgot about that. No, and now I'm kind of stressed out because now I have another album to listen to. I know. Well, that's the thing is that I haven't had as much time to listen to albums since moving. Um, especially when I didn't have a car. My car got stolen like a month and a half ago, and then it took me a while to get a new car. Um, and I do a lot of music listening in the car, but I've been catching up again. And then I was going in phases of listening to like old stuff. Like I was going back to Balance and Composure and um, Jimmy World. Like the when certain uh, uh, albums come out in in a season, like last fall, all those albums that came out last fall. Since it's fall again this year, I'm like revisiting those. You know what I mean? Yeah, I listened to Cody and like Integrity Cody, Blues like a couple Cody, weeks ago. Cody Integrity Blues, Shape Shift with Me. Uh, Whatever the balance album's called, stuff like that. The weekend I listened to. I'm trying to think of like all the like the last few albums we talked about on uh on the sound on Sanctuary version one. Yeah, I'm t- you can go back and listen to those and hear what we think about those. Um you know what album I really need to spend more time with because I guarantee it's gonna hit my top ten once I really dive in, but I've only listened to it like twice. Is once you dive in, yeah, dive on in, diehards. You know what that means. Um, is the national? I haven't listened to it enough. Not nearly enough. No, me either. It's, it's not, not cold enough say, yet. It's not cold enough yet. It's hitting like sixties in Philly lately, but it needs to be like forty or fifty for that. I'm telling you. Um, the new cloakrooms. Yeah, once once uh, the first freeze hits, then I'll bust. Yeah, it the out. new cloakrooms pretty good too. Um, but now I'm getting really far back. And I'm going to talk about some of the ones that I'm about to hit coming up on our. <coughs> sorry about that. Um, top fives, top tens, which we'll dive into now. Dive in again, diehards. You know what I'm talking about, baby. All right. Um, so we're going to talk about our top five albums of the year so far. I recall uh, when we first started the sound, our first episode was kind of similar, where you know we started the podcast pretty far into the year, and we had a pretty pretty decent idea of what we um like the most up to that point and now i have a pretty decent idea of my top three and then my top five gets a little more crowded after that gotta you know figure things out um 
But, you know, I would say the ranking of the albums every year is really arbitrary and just sort of a snapshot of where I'm at at that point in time and never set in stone. So don't don't put too much stock in it, but I also like to highlight what I really, really like and think is like the best of the best of that year. So to start off, my number one album of the year, um, I'm a little surprised that this is where it's at now, despite this being t- like neck and neck for my favorite band of all time and has been since I was 11 years old. But it had been so long since their last album. But Brand New put out Science Fiction last August, or this August, a month ago, a month and a half ago. And I've got to say that I do not see anything else becoming my top album of the year. And I have several reasons for it. One, it's perfect. There are zero bad songs on it. Every song is amazing. Um, the sonic direction of it is like... I, some parts of it are like a progression from Daisy, but other parts of it are just so much more than Daisy, so much more, I would say more um, nuanced and more meticulously crafted than Daisy. Daisy was so raw and so like passionate, heat of the moment. You can tell they spent their fucking sweet ass time on science fiction and it pays off because they did the same thing with Devil and God. Um, Daisy was a much more sporadic album, I feel like. This one is really, really expansive and really like just layered and I don't know, there's just so much to it. And if you pay close attention, there's cornerstones of every single aspect of their career, even in some ways your favorite weapon, but not as much. But like no control and can't get it out in a different era with different production quality could absolutely be on Deja and Tandu, especially no control. No control sounds like flying at tree level to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, at least the verses anyway. But um, so what strikes me the most about science fiction is the guitar playing. I have n- never heard Vinny play the guitar the way he plays throughout science fiction. There are legit wanking guitar solos on at least three songs. Like, have, can you think of another brand new song with a guitar solo? Um, mm. and I'm not, not like, like in the traditional sense. I'm not, not I'm not, really. Yeah, because usually it's just like riffs, like right, like um, you know, sick transit. Good to know if you ever need attention. Those are just riffs. These are legit solos, like in the water. Um, I think 137 has one um, where he really just goes all out. You've always known Vinny has had those chops, but he's held back in service for the songs. Well, Brand New finally goes ahead and writes a guitar-centric album, and Vinny's like, oh, fuck yeah, here we go. And he can just fucking wank. Um, which I love about it being, you know, I grew up playing guitar. Um, and that's my favorite part of the album is Vinny's guitar playing for sure. But all credit to, first of all, Garrett and Brian holding down the rhythm section. 
um, Brian's drums on, especially my favorite song on the album right now is 451. Those drums are insane. And then Brian, um, Garrett, Garrett's bass on Lit Me Up is, I was actually talking, my older brother says his favorite part of the entire album is like that one bass line and the hook of Lit Me Up. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It was like, it almost sounds like a synth bass. Um, but it's like really like intricate. Um, but just to, just to wrap up on my, cause I could talk about this forever and I'm sure at the end of the year I'll spend another hour talking about this, but I'm really impressed with the fact that for possibly their last album, all signs point to yes, never really know with this band. They put out an album that has the widest scope of anything they've put out. It has all the things that make brand new great without any backtracking to things they've already done. It's more like callbacks and references and not straight up just like revisiting old sounds. It's all new sounds, new style, new brand new, reminding us that they're still the same brand new, just older and better and I don't know. It's just really impressive. And obviously, lyrically, it's like really, really hitting me, Jesse. Jesse's always been a great writer. Um, and just on an emotional level, the music is like really moving to me. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say about it for now. But I think that it's going to be my album of the year. Um, and I wasn't even expecting it to be album of the year before it came out because Brand New's been my favorite band for how long? But eight years after Daisy, I, my taste, the music I listened to was not even close to the same as it was in 2009. So I really didn't know if that would be the case. And I'm happily surprised that I can say this is, this is my album of the year and I'm really happy about it. Hell yeah. I would add more about around a time limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, we'll talk about this. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it more at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and maybe we can even do a special brand new only episode because there is a lot I want to say about this, and I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. All right, so what's your uh, album of the year so far, Brandon? Well, on that note, um, staying on, I guess I'll just stay on my brand here. And uh, I guess my favorite album of the year so far is uh, the self-titled album by one by a man. He's a beautiful man. He was in a beautiful band. For about five years, and now he's on his own. His name is Harry Styles, and he put out my favorite album of the year this if year. If you're gonna if you're gonna say Neil or Nile or whatever, I was gonna fucking pause. <laughs> it's it. not out yet. Uh, oh, I, I don't. Please tell me you like slow hands. Um, I say I don't keep up with any of this stuff. Besides, mm. uh, the only the only solo One Direction thing I like is Zayn's hook on the MIA album from last year. That's it. <laughs> which is so, okay. Which is so petty. Um, but go on. Tell me about this album. Like, because you haven't listened to it, have you? No. Um, but sell sell me on it. Sell the listeners on it. Tell me okay. why I should listen to it. S- sell me this pen, or sell me this album. We could. We should do that. We should make an episode out of that. Going off track here, we should make an episode out of that where you try to sell me on Circus Survive because it still hasn't happened the whole time we've known each other. Oh, the new nice. album. I can guarantee I could sell you on the new album for sure. Anyway, go okay. on. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I, 
it's kind of like weird that this album is my album of the year because um after he released sign of the times i thought i was gonna like absolutely like hate this album um because we knew um in the lead up uh to the album that he wasn't gonna make an album like in the that would like really fit the pop landscape of today like kind of how zane did you knew like he was just gonna make like a miguel album yeah and so this album he really just like hones in um everything from like the rolling stones he like there's like sign of the times is basically like a david bowie and pink floyd song i can dig that um which is what what kind of david bowie influence because um did you ever listen to Hesitant Alien by Gerard Gerard Way? Mm-hmm. Not that kind of way. Okay. I was just wondering because I love that album and I love it because of that influence. No, it's more like um So it's um, so it's not like it's not like glam. It's like seventies, yeah. It's not like glam bowie. It's no, like, it's more it's like, like the like like rock and roll like rock yes. and roll bowie. Okay. Yeah, like you really like like it's a, it's almost a six minute song. Like he really like blows it out. <laughs> I guess it's really that. like Kind of like it's really epic, grandiose. So the, so the epic rock Bowie. I understand why you added Floyd in yeah. there too then. Okay, that makes sense. Right, but it's the worst song on the album. I hate it because it doesn't even okay. fit with the rest of the album. Yeah, what's the, so what's it's the rest just of the song, album like? So what's the it's rest just of the album a, like? Um, the next song, like Carolina, is that's my favorite song on the album. And it's so weird. Like I hate the way this album is sequenced, even though I love like the songs individually so much. Because the first song is like a really, it sounds like it was almost like recorded on a cell phone. It's like a really like distant, his voice is really distant in the song. Um, it's, it's like, like a solo acoustic, but then like, like they layered some, uh, like some, like they added some layers to it in post-production. So it sounds and, like one of those Gucci recordings from jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And then it goes into like, the big like sign of the times, which I think would have worked better as a closer. So honestly, wait, it's, it starts as the as the cell phone recording, then goes into yeah, then it goes into that. Okay. So does it try to do like disciples by Tame Impala, but fails? Sure. Okay. And then like the next song, Carolina, is like a really like southern rock. It's kind of like I don't want to say swampy because I don't want what, people to think it's like a Leonard Skinner song. What kind of southern rock? Like Drive By Truckers? Like yeah, it's like a really like jangly guitar riff. I can dig that. Drive By Truckers rule. Um, like the vocals. What about, what about like early Kings of Leon? That's actually that's probably even better than okay. what I just gave you because they used early to be, Kings of Leon. They used to be really really good. Um, I mean like the the vocals on the album like. On Sign of the Times, like they're really clean. You well, can like it's like Jeff Basker produced this. Okay, so like he's, you know what you're getting. He's, he's good, but he's also heavy-handed. Right. Like well, like the Nate, was, the Nate Russ solo album sucks, and it, and half of it is because Jeff Basker's production is so like Jeff Baskery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I was gonna say, I'm sure the vocals are amazing because of you know well, who, right. you know who it is. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not you would think like with someone who just came out of like the biggest like boy band to like ever exist that you're gonna get like a really like sheeny shiny like pop album, and like the vocals are really like um, I don't want to say like horse like they're not get it's like uh, the well, last dangerous summer album. You gotta remember. You gotta remember. Uh, you know, Justin Timberlake's first solo album, Justified, had some. He brought in Timbaland, and you know Timbaland brought in some 
dark R&B jams. Right. Um, so yeah, I get that. That's actually really. But cool. I mean, this is like it's a guitar album. Like, well, it's, obviously, he brought in the whole band for this. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying exactly like that, but you right. know, just not not sticking to that boy band formula and actually breaking out. So that's my problem with Zane's album is that he maybe he didn't stick to the boy band formula, but he put out of the most typical sounding R and B album of the time possible, like. He'd yeah, like I'm a hard ass. Like I was in a boy band, but you know I have sex too. He's like, he's like, I, I'm. I listened to The Weeknd for a week, and then I listened to Bryson Tiller <laughs> for five months, and this is what I sound like now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. Um, so what's your um, number two? Number two is Oso Oso, the Unohan mixtape. Did you listen to that one too? Not yet. I don't yet. think you did. Not yet. That's mm. that's another one, and that's that's probably it's the, like, of 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 the albums you you told me you were going to list here. That's the number one I need to check out because that's the one I'm pretty sure I'm going to like the most. You will because it's like it's basically like an early Def Cab album. There, it's um, I think which you know like he needed a mixtape, but really like it's kind of pick, okay. Pick an early Def Cab album to to compare it to. Which one? Ooh, uh, mm. these are facts, probably. That's their best album. I'm on board. Okay. Yeah, like, the vocals on, like, Great Big Beaches are basically, like, um, he, he goes into, like, the higher register on that song, and it just sounds, he sounds just like Ben Gibbard. That's dope. Like, it's insane. That's dope. I can dig it. I- uh, Reindeer Games is my song of the year by far. I've loved it since the second I've heard it. <laughs> uh, excuse me, song of the year is Exo Tour Life. Mm, okay, sorry. Second favorite song of the year. Third is Cut to the Feeling. What's that? Uh, Carly Rae. I haven't heard that yet. Boy, come on. I remember it coming out, though, but I'll listen. You know me. Okay, yes. Um. So, yeah, I guess I'll have to listen to that Oso Oso album ASAP. Um, okay, what's your two? So my number two was my number one until Brand New came out. And it's pretty much neck and neck could be tied. Is Arca's uh, self-titled album, and it's just so fucking interesting because that album makes me like physically uncomfortable when I listen to it. It's so dark and unsettling, but you know he he sings in his in his native language, which I'm pretty sure is Spanish. I think so, because um, he's from Brazil, right? Um. Maybe but it's Brazilian. I don't think it is, though. Or don't I, they speak you, Portuguese in Brazil? Oh, I'm about to look it up, because I don't think he might be from Brazil. Um, We're not as woke as we thought. Fuck. No. Venezuelan. Venezuelan. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, so he, the the vocals... First of all, he hasn't sang as Arca ever. He His his music before Arca, when he was just a kid experimenting... Because remember, he broke out as Arca when he was like 21, 22. He, he was the... One of the executive producers on Yeezus when he was like 22, 23 years old. Um, so he hasn't sang as Arca ever until now. And he imp- improvised a lot of the singing. So it's like real free form and real flowing. But he has such a, like this interesting voice that's like... Um, like who would have thought he could sing like this? You you can't you can't even describe it really. Um, you can tell he's influenced by Bjork, who he works with, and he's producing her new album again, and that single is great. But his production is just so 
fucking interesting and unlike anything I've ever heard. And the album itself, front to back, just moves me, even though you don't have to understand what he's saying. Like, um, the one, the poppiest track on the album, can't remember what it's called, and I know I wouldn't be able to pronounce it right, is probably my favorite track of the year. Uh, Desafio, track 10. That's like one of my favorite songs of the year. But it's, it's, I don't know. It, it was just one of those albums that I've always been a huge Arca fan. Couldn't, couldn't wait till this thing came out. It was a total curveball from what I was expecting. And it's, it's one of those albums. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you remember the Hex and Cloak album? Another 2012 throwback? Yeah, it's a lot like that. It reminds me of that so much yeah. because like, I feel like paralyzed when I listen to it. Like I, I listened to it in bed last night because I knew we were going to talk about it. And I'm pretty sure, like, I had some, like, fucked up dreams. I I don't remember it, but I I definitely did. I used to go out in my car, like, one, two in the morning, drive around the empty Philly streets listening to it, and it's just unreal. It just moves you. And that's that's the thing about Arca's music, no matter who he's working with, whether it's with Bjork, whether it's with Kanye. He just worked on the new Kalala album a lot, a lot of beats of his on there. His music is just, unlike anything you've heard, Obviously, it takes it takes influence from hip hop, ambient trip hop, melds them all together, puts it through a grinder, and come it comes out the sound of Arca, which no one else can do can pull off. He's in a league of his own, and I respect that about him. And it makes his music moving to me, and it and you know it's just inspiring on some level that because like that's like you know the what I want to do is like be as good as Arca, which never going to happen, but you know, uh, but yeah, that, you know, if you haven't heard that album yet, it might not be for everyone. It's interesting. It's experimental. It's not accessible by any means, but it's worth a shot. Okay. Keeping to move in here. Uh, number three for me is Heim. Something to tell you. Um, basically because it's, um, a Fleetwood Mac album, honestly. Yeah, that's what I noticed about it. Really the is. Big, the big, it's like it's the big single. Yeah. The big single um, was a Fleetwood Mac song, and that's what I dug about it. I haven't spent enough time with the album. My first impression of the album when I did listen to it was that it didn't have the highs of the debut. It definitely like it definitely like blends it, together a little bit, especially towards the back half. Like well, it's just so, would, it's like a lot of nice sounding pop songs. You could which is, you, you could frame it as blending together. But as I think, a more cohesive I, album, I think it's a strength because my problem with the first album is that after "If I Could Change Your Mind," it dropped off a cliff. I did not like the back half of the first album. So this album is consistent enough to where I actually like the back half, even if it blends, even if you know, it's it's kind of the same thing over and over again. It's a good enough same thing that I don't get that bored. Um, so I really I really like that about it. All right, what's your three? Uh, my three is the War on Drugs. Oh yeah, that's um, my five. So we can knock two out right here. It, it may as well be my one. My my one, two, and three are all right there. And I just saw the War on Drugs a, a few weeks ago. But um, you know, Lost in the Dream was one of the best albums that came out that that year. And a deeper understanding. Now he signed to Atlantic, so pretty much what it did was gave him the freedom to work in big 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 budget studios and if you know anything about adam however you pronounce his last name yeah i'm not even gonna try <clears throat> grand grand duck 
Duccio. Oh, that was Granducio or something. Duccio? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> anyway, he's a studio head. He's a gear head. He loves gear. He loves studios. He loves messing around, tinkering with things. Him having that freedom with big budget studios, a deeper understanding is like lost in the dream in widescreen high def. And, and IMAX. In, in IMAX, which it, it's just, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. And and I love it. It's a trip. It is, um, just, it's, it's just a pure rock and roll album in 2017, which I just have nothing but respect for. Um, the songwriting is top notch. Performances are top notch. And it's something that I compulsively listen to um, anytime I leave my house with my headphones. I can only listen to it after like sundown with my headphones on. I listened to it on an overcast day walking around Philadelphia. They're from Philadelphia, by the way. And it was the most, mm-hmm. most perfect listening experience I've ever had in my life. Um, so what's your number four? Uh, my number four, and it'll be the last one I talk about. I might, I might name drop another one just since we had a crossover there, but I don't know if I remember we talked about this before the show. I don't remember if this was in your top five as well, but my four is, uh, Vince Staples, Big Fish Theory. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely my hip hop album of the year. Not sure if it's in my five because like I said, outside of my three, I don't have an order, but yeah, Big Fish Theory, um, of all the hip hop that's come out this year, which has been a lot of great stuff, like you know Kendrick and shit, I think Vince did the most interesting and most experimental that I've heard yet of anyone else. Yeah, I agree. Especially coming off like how I don't want to say like summertime was like melancholy, but it was definitely more like it was more like a relaxed album. It had some hard tunes, but yeah, it um it didn't have. Here's why, you know, you probably know why I like Big Fish Theory a lot. All the fucking dance influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had, well, yeah, and Sophie produced two, three tracks. Yeah, so Sophie produced and two. And those are the hardest yeah, right. songs on the album. Yeah, right, and Samo. Yeah, right, with Kendrick. So great. My favorite 745, which um, I think um, Jimmy Edgar produced. I know he produced one song on it. I think Jimmy Edgar did 745. Really great song. Uh, I still think my favorite might be Big Fish. That Juicy J hook is unreal. Um, yep. Rain Come Down with Ty Dolla Sign, that's another one for the books. Um, but yeah, you know, Vince doing his, Vince's bars are some of the best in hip-hop right now. Vince as a person is just the best personality in hip-hop right now, by far, hands down. And He's it, the funniest one, too. Yeah, and oh his God, album... The- and the thing about his album, especially Big Fish, is that he takes his shit seriously. His albums are serious. He talks about serious shit, but he has fun with them. And you can tell that by who he picks to produce his shit. Like, you don't, you don't have Sophie come on unless you want to have fun with it. Right. Um, so and I respect the fact that. he's able to do that, and then he samples, like, this deep-ass, like, Amy Winehouse interview on it, too. Yeah. Like, he, Vince, Vince is really good at, at being the no-bullshit, I'm-gonna-be-real-with-you. And also, like, being just one hell of a, like, stand-up guy that's, like, you can tell he, he cares about 
rap rap music and he cares about his rap music and 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 making sure so i've seen interviews where he said you know he's like this is my job i'd look at it as my job but like you can tell he wants to make an impact with his work which i respect and he does i mean obviously um so my number so here's where it gets dicey for me and i'll just name drop a few and we can wrap this up um so i'll just like put my four and five together with three albums, so technically six. All right. So my four, five, six, I, I, I'm having a real hard time parsing this order, but it's between Alex G, Slow Dive, and Perfume Genius. And there's a few other ones in the mix there too. But Slow Dive coming back after 19 years with an album that might be the best they've ever put out, like how do you even explain that shit? And then Perfume Genius has never put out a bad album, and he's once again putting out the best shit of his career. Um, and then Alex G, this is the first time I've really gotten into him. Like, I've listened to him here and there, but this album is, like, really, really worth listening to. And it's there's a lot about it to love. Um but yeah, I just wanted to quickly name drop because since I haven't figured out an order, there's no reason for me to like fake fake an order and go into detail about one or, one or the other when I just you know just say which ones I like. So if you've got a fifth you want to name drop real quick, go for it. Um, shit, I was just gonna drop the Menzingers since I'm about to see them yeah. here in like an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I need to spend more time with that, but I remember I I, I liked it a lot when it came out, but. I've pretty much just been waiting for fall to roll around to come out because that's my. <clears throat> well, I would say fall is my Menzingers season. Besides Rented World, always spring. Rented World, always spring. But um. But yeah, I'm jealous. You you're getting to see them. I haven't seen them. Oh, and they're playing like a perfect set list too. I haven't seen them in years when they opened for Bayside. Uh, I saw them in Chicago, like. A couple of weeks after the album came out, uh, they played like a sold out show at Metro, which is like 1,100 people or so. And then now I get to see them like in a little basement here. It's like the cap is like 400. Yeah. And then last I heard, last I heard, there's like tons of tickets available, so it's gonna be like super empty, really intimate show. Like there's no barrier there. It's gonna be great. Nice. Okay, so I think that's, I'm excited. I think that's that's uh, that's good for now. Um... Actually, I want to name drop one more album. has nothing to do with my top ten, although it might be my top ten, but an album I've been listening to non-fucking-stop lately is the new Chelsea Wolfe album. I just thought about this because I'm seeing her in a few days. Um, Kurt Blue produced it. You know, he's my hero. Um, <laughs> give Stay it, on brand, I like it. Give it a shot. His Spun by Chelsea Wolfe. It is unbelievable. Um, I don't know why I felt the need to name drop that. Probably because it, it's probably going to be my top ten. But anyway, um, yeah, you got anything else to add? Uh, get a name drop to Connor Oberst album. Which one? Uh, Salutations, which oh, is basically so the, like the one that's the, it's the, the full, full it's the full band. The yeah, band shit. yeah, that shit's good. I I just mm-hmm. I just forgot because it came out a while ago. Yeah, came out like at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was really good too. There's a lot of stuff that came out at the beginning of the year. I need to revisit like um, Full of Hell, Darkest Hour, uh, The XX. Um, which I've been revisiting more because uh, Jamie XX's remix of On Hold, perfect. I'm, I might go shop at H&M just so I can hear it. 
Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think that's it for us this week. Um, we'll be we'll be working out our our schedule and how we're gonna start doing this from now on. We just wanted to get a quick tester episode out of the way, just because we've both been like talking about doing it again for a while, and you know we decided to up and just fucking do it. And, that's right. And um, so we'll be back. We'll be talking about albums, and we're gonna go back to our format now that we've you know eased our way into it. We'll be going back to talking about albums that came out that week, and then what other other albums we want to talk about that we've been listening to or maybe singles that have come out and artists that are working, stuff like that. Um, Do you hear that? I told you. The yeah, guy, they're I coming told, for I you. Told you dude, I told you, dude, there's a parking lot right next to, uh, it's like behind my house, but my office is in the back of my house. So right outside my window, there's a parking lot. So I, At all times, there's two or three cops and they're just testing their sirens. It's ridiculous. Um, but anyway, we'll be back. Um, uh, I guess this other podcast wants our, our handles and stuff. So we might be changing things up. We don't have a name right now. So just stay tuned. I think we're going to go to sanctuary. Um, me and Brandon will be telling, we'll be spreading the word on Twitter and Facebook. Um, you know, me, Twitter at Jake J six, I four forever and always Brandon finally got back to Twitter yeah, um, if you don't follow me and you didn't see it, I don't even know how like my Twitter got deleted in the first place, but I definitely think it happened when I had like a meltdown on my birthday at the bar. Well, I'm pretty I, sure that's when I did it. I was. Confused. It sounds like it sounds like me. Uh, people do that all the time. I've never. I know. I've never done it with Twitter, but I used to do that on AP all the time. I know when I uh, when I went out this past weekend, I just gave my phone to my friend. I was like, "Just hold this for me. Don't let me do anything." Uh, no, you know what I do. Every, every six months, I delete every song on my SoundCloud besides, like, two. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, like, you'll, like, refresh, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, and I'm going to be a... And then, like, and then, like, a month later, I, I re-upload all those same songs to Bandcamp. Yep. <laughs> um, so I know how it is. But anyway, um, so, yeah, you're at Schlotty again, right? No, it's... Uh, I'm probably going to change it back right now. It, I just changed I it to... When you first followed me, I was like, who the fuck is this dude? Because you weren't at Schlotty. And then I was like, oh, no. it's, it's, it's... It it's, me. It's your boy. <laughs> I'll probably change it back, but I couldn't think of anything. So I just changed it to... Uh, it's like the like the pre-chorus to Ranger Games. I gotcha. So when you listen to that album, you'll know... I gotcha. ...why my handle's that way. Okay, so uh, we'll still have our same SoundCloud URL might change. Um, we'll have our same Twitter, but the handle's going to change. So if you follow us already, don't worry about it. But, you know, we'll get things figured out, and we'll keep you guys up to date as best we can. Also, uh, before we end, uh, if you didn't see already, um, since we don't have, like, advertisers or anything, like, this is a free podcast, and we don't want to get, like, sued for using, like, other people's music, if you're in a band, if you know someone who's in a band, like, hit us up. We want to play your music. We want... Oh, we won't yeah. make you pay for it. Yeah, no, no, we no. just want to want to shout out. We want to shout some people at, out. At this point, at this point, we're not going to be doing shit like that. I, we're not going to be charging for shit like that. But if if you make music, if you have friends that make music, if you have, if anyone in your life makes music and they want a little free exposure, just send us send us some tracks. And if you like it, we might use it as our bump music one day. Because Brandon is sick of hearing me using my own music. 
It's uh, kind of like I mean I don't mind like and we'll be being doing like self I mean, masturbatory hey, every now and then. But I mean, like, and hey, let's. I, I mean, I'll be straight up with you. This week we're being self masturbatory. You guys get to hear a little clip of my new remix, okay? Um, <laughs> but but no, but from now on, um, and we'll be doing some tracks from our friends because we have friends that make music, and you know they'll let us do it. Um, um, but yeah, um, so thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, coming back and checking us out. I know it's been a while, but like I said, we're uh, going to be doing this, and um, hopefully we can you know pump out once a week. If not, I'm not too worried about it. Um, you know, whenever we're around, we're around. We're, we're going to be around, and um, yeah, that's about all I got. What, what about what about you, Brandon? Um. Hopefully we don't have an existential crisis and delete this podcast. I w- Hopefully I w- we keep let's keep it going this time. Let's make it past like six episodes. All right, let's Brand- get to double digits. All right, what Brandon just said is that I should change the password to the SoundCloud so that he he doesn't delete our podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, yep. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Sleeping with pistols under my pillow. Yeah. Waking back, she up naked, twisting up cigarillos. Yeah. I beat that Thursday night and Friday morning off to work she go. Yeah. Time to take that walk, just take this dick, don't take it personal. Your friends probably gon' call you a hoe. What you trippin' on? These bitches want a grip on the same dick you be sittin' on. And your girl Monique, she be hitting me with her nigga gone. Yeah. Trying to buy some weed, she proceed with nothing but biggies on. Nothing but ass and tears. But I let that ass and bitch. Took it in that hit that was shocked to say you was accidental. Like I sit on a banana peel and fell in that pussy. Y'all niggas be spending all kind of skill to get in that pussy. And she cop a seven every Friday. Chuck the deuces at her baby daddy as I pulled up out the driveway for free. Here we go again. Back in your pussy, nigga. You know what I'm saying?